Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. While you were working, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Primetime on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Timothy Go, and now it's time to get you up to speed on some of the headlines you may have missed or some of the biggest headlines of the week. And we've got to talk about the COVID-19 clusters here in Singapore crossing that 100 mark earlier this week. Well, the last time Singapore had such a high number of active clusters, Rachel, was during the mm. outbreak in the migrant worker dormitories last May. There had been more than 90 active clusters, Mm. I believe, then, Tim. Yet experts say the rise in COVID-19 clusters and cases are not so worrying. To find out more, we're joined by Cheryl Tan, journalist at The Straits Times. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Good to have you with us, Cheryl. So let's start off. Active COVID-19 clusters here have crossed the 100 mark. But why are experts saying that the cases are not as worrying? Okay, yes. So the active clusters currently, as at Thursday, there were 122. But experts are saying it's not worrying because our vaccination rates are a lot higher now. And as we know, vaccination can help to reduce the risk of severe disease. And experts have also said that one of the indirect consequences of vaccination is that we actually see more cases because people Mm. are infected, but they might not be aware that they're actually silently transmitting the virus as they, you know, go about their daily activities. All right, Cheryl, 79-year-old Singaporean man died from complications of the COVID-19 virus on Wednesday. So this is Singapore's third death from uh, COVID-19 in four days. Total now is 40. Should Singapore then shift the focus on the number of severe infections and deaths instead? Yes, so experts have actually said that as part of being endemic and with the increased vaccination rates, we should the main metric right now should actually be on severe infections and deaths. Mm. So compared to, you know, May last year, there was actually a lot more ICU cases mm during the April-May period, and right now it's actually eight. So it's not very worrying when we're talking about, you know, severe infections in the ICU. And having said that, just notice those SMS messages that we get from gov.sg. They are now starting actually with the number of people infected who are seriously ill. Mm. So they've shifted the messaging around, I believe. And speaking of those messages, uh, another statistic that we've been tracking closely, Tim, on the show when we've been reading out the daily COVID-19 numbers, that's the number of unlinked cases. Uh, Right. Can you talk to us about that? Is that something that we should be watching more closely as well, Cheryl? Yeah, so for unlinked cases, there's actually two points. So the first is that, you know, when we see an increase in the number of COVID-19 cases, the time taken to conduct contact tracing and to identify the links between the cases actually take a lot longer too. So if you look at these statistics, the the unlinked cases would generally slowly come down over the weeks as the, the, the contact tracers are able to establish links between them. Mm-hmm. But also with greater spread in the community and higher vaccination rates, as we know, could mean people start spreading it silently. So it's actually normal to see unlinked cases rise. But because these cases are detected under surveillance or quarantine earlier, it kind of means the spread is contained. So it's actually less important to establish the links between these cases anymore. Cheryl, have have there been any observations or expert opinions on whether clusters form near where there are more elderly people or where, where elderly people may frequent? 
actually the cluster that we that we can come to mind now would be the market cluster. So actually, this one was mm-hmm. linked to the Jurong Fishery Port cluster, mm-hmm. and it's something that it, it's a place where you know a lot of elderly people frequent. So it oh. can be worrying if these elderly are not vaccinated. So I think right now we have about 20% of those who are age 70 and above that are not yet vaccinated. And if they were to be infected, they would be at risk of developing severe disease. Mm. So it's actually something that could be potentially concerning. Okay, Cheryl, just very quickly, the health ministry said yesterday that 65% of the population is now fully vaccinated. It looks like we're on track to meet our national day goal of vaccinating two-thirds of the population. Where do we stand now, though, in our fight against COVID-19? And is there a possibility that Singapore will enter an endemic stage sooner than we think? I think that as vaccination rates continue to go up and with the daily infection numbers slowly coming down, many of the new cases in large clusters like the Jurong Fishery Port 1 is starting to taper off. So Mm -hmm. that would mean that we're in a better position to start entering this endemic stage where we might start, you know, in the future seeing COVID-19 like a common flu. But I think that if we start moving towards it, it's likely to be done in a careful and very calibrated manner so that we don't ease restrictions too quickly. As it should be, as we've seen in other places as well. It has to be done in phases. Thank you very much, Cheryl, for joining us here. We are talking there to Cheryl Tan, journalist at The Straits Times. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.